Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kanae Corner, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical hypnotherapist specializing in stress management for healthcare professionals who want to turn a life of stress into a life of meaning and help their patients do the same. Tune in each week. I'll show you how to respond to yourself first. So, are you ready to let go of your stress? Well, let's get into today's show. Well, welcome, my prosperos. This is our last episode of the year. Can you believe this year is over? It's been a really long but fast year. Would you agree? That's the way I describe it. It's been a really long but fast year. Went by so fast, but it was full of surprises and changes and adjustments and ups and downs. And I'm just excited about the new year. We don't really take a hiatus for our new year. We keep going in the new year. December is is our time to shine here on the Money and Meaning podcast. Why? Because people spend a lot of money at the end of the year, Um, sometimes just to get it off their books, you know, if they're a business or if they're like ultra wealthy. But other times they do it because they just don't know what else to do with the money. And so it's just like, I'm still feeling voids. It's the end of the year. I still don't feel like I want to feel. And I'm just going to fill these voids with spending money and buying stuff, maybe for me, maybe for other people. And then in January, it's really like, mm, that didn't work. <laughs> I spent all that money and I still feel sad. And now I feel broken sad, <laughs> right? Because no matter how much money you make, if you spend it all, you're still going to feel broke. And no matter how much money you spend, if you're going after love and acceptance and affection and you don't receive it based on your this transaction that you have in your head, then you're going to feel like there's a void. So today I want to talk to you about how we use money to get love. Maybe you've already taken the money mentality quiz. If you haven't, After this episode, take it. It's, you can find it. The link is in the show notes in order to get to it. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break each money mentality down. So you can know this part. You can hear it all and still take the quiz. You're probably going to find yourself in what I say. But what I want you to do is still take the quiz because it'll help you define it. It'll also help teach you your strengths and your challenges around money, help you discover those. And then it'll also help you understand how you can shift your money mentality. Because just because your money personality, that's the money mentality, money mentality is one way right now. It doesn't have to stay that way because I was a hero. And I'll tell you in a second exactly what a hero is. I was a hero. I was saving people with my money and I thought it was going to get me love and acceptance and approval, but it didn't. And what it did was make me frustrated and resentful. And that wasn't right. So I had to change that inside of me because I was using my money to save people and hopefully make them feel better in hopes that it would make me feel better. And it didn't make me feel better. So eventually I learned and I just I cut it off. I stopped. I cut my heroism off. I was like done with hero. I hung up my cape, my pedestal, my crown, like all those things that the hero has. I hung it up and I was like, I'm done being a hero. I don't want to save people with my money. Not that way. 
I want to, I want to find meaning in my money. And so I made some shifts and I can tell you later, I talk about the shifts I made inside the prosperity club, which is something you can join. I'd say, take the money mentality quiz first. It's free. It's easy. So don't worry about the prosperity club just yet. I don't know where you are in your journey. You might be ready for some major shifts and changes, especially after 2020, but you might not be. And I want to meet you where you are. So let's take this step-by-step journey, starting with taking the money mentality quiz. So you're going to do that afterwards. But in the meantime, I'm going to break down each money mentality. And I'm going to tell you how each money mentality uses money to get love. How does that sound? You don't necessarily have to agree with me on all of these, but I'm just asking that you keep an open mind and let us continue to unpack them and discover the possibilities. Okay. So the money mentality types are, uh, there are seven of them and there is the spender, the saver. You're probably familiar with those two, but there's also the blamer, the enthusiast, the hero, the artist, and the president. And I'm going to break each one down for you so that you understand exactly what they're doing. Now, I want to start with the president. Now, we named the president the president because the name of our company is Presidential Lifestyle. So that's why the ideal money mentality is the president. And the president has all of the positive traits and none of the negative traits. Now that's hard to get to, but I do know there are some presidents out there, but it takes some work. And maybe you were raised in a way that you didn't have any negative money beliefs, which is so incredible if that's you, but most of us do. And so we have to work to become, we have to, you know, get some guidance to become a president. And the president knows how to earn money without stressing out, without overworking, without giving up too much of themselves. The president knows how to save or grow their money. They know exactly their numbers. They know their numbers. They know what they should be spending. They know what they should be saving. Each one of those areas of the money cycle, and I'll define the money cycle in just a second, each one of those areas of the money cycle the president has down. And that's what's so awesome about being a president is that you have harmony in the money cycle. I want to start with the president. And the president is the ideal money mentality. Now we named the president the president because our na- the company is called Presidential Lifestyle. So we used that and we played on that word and we called the ideal money mentality the president. And the president has all the characteristics, like all the positive characteristics, all the strengths of every other money mentality and none of the negatives or none of the challenges. And that's what's so beautiful about being a president because you know how to navigate money. You know exactly how to earn it without overworking yourself, without burning out without charging too little, you know exactly how much to charge for your services, whether you have a salary or you own your own company and you have clients or patients, you're just peaceful around earning money. 
and you know the meaning of earning. So you found meaning in earning if you're a president. Another thing about a president is that they can grow the money pretty easily, quickly, and they know their numbers. They know exactly how much they should be putting towards spending and they know exactly how much they should be putting towards saving. And they're not, there's no anxiety about that. They're peaceful in that, whether they have thousands of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, they're clear on that. And then they know how to protect the money. They put all of the insurances and the risks, they, they, they cover their risks. And another thing about protection is boundaries. They know how to put boundaries in place when it comes to their money on themselves and others, because boundaries are okay. You know, it's, it's okay to, to be conscious of where you need to stop or where you need to say no. And then they're really good at gifting their money. They know the exact number that makes them feel good to gift because let me tell you, there's a number and where you shift from, I'm glad I gave this money to, I wish I didn't. And you need to be clear on what that number is, where you are gifting because you want to be loved, liked or loved or accepted. And so presidents, they know that number and they're very clear on that. So it doesn't mean you're a president because you give everything away. No, it means because you're very clear on on your fair share, what your fair share is. And then they know how to enjoy money. And a few of the other money mentality types know how to enjoy money as well. But the president, they do it in such a way that it's not about being loved or liked or or accepted. It's just about really just embracing the yumminess of life and just enjoying it, whether you spend money or not. So that is the president. I like to take you to the spender. The spender you're probably familiar with. And the spender really doesn't even know what else to do with money. The spender just spends. That's what they do because that's what they think money is for. They don't know about the other areas of money, of the money cycle. And so the reason why the spender spends is because they like to be free with money and they feel like they'll be more accepted, more loved if they're free with money and whether they're spending it on themselves or others. Now, spenders typically spend money on themselves more than others, but they also spend money on their families. So like maybe decorating their houses, accessories, like spenders always have knickknacks and all of the extras, that's what a spender is likely to have. So if you're one of those people that have like all of the trimmings, you have the big stuff too, but you have all of the trimmings as well, then consider you might be a spender. The other thing I want to say about spenders is that spenders also use money to get love and acceptance by saying, I'll allow you to handle the money. Like, I'll give me the money I can spend. You can pay the bills. You can open the bills. They don't even want to open the bills. They would rather not see the damage. Basically, they just rather not see it. And even if they don't even know, like I have this story about one spender who wouldn't open this one bill because she thought it was going to be astronomical. It was like $67 and she 
didn't open that bill for months. We had to have her bring it into session in order for her to open it. And of course she was joyed, you know, like just enthusiastic about seeing how low it was like $64 or $67, something like that. I remember 60s in the 60s, but she thought it was going to be like thousands of dollars and it was not. So, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves these stories about money and we scare ourselves so bad and we have this anxiety. But if we just confront the thing, we find out it's not as bad as we thought it was. So that's your spender. So I want to take you to savor the saver. You're also probably familiar with and the saver is around taking control of the money. The saver shows you that they love you by controlling the money. So a spender and a saver actually make good partners, even though they can bump heads. A spender is likely to give you control and a saver is likely to want control. So that's why those two do can work together successfully if they allow each other to be themselves and if they work to become presidents in the meantime. So the saver wants control over the money that they can be tyrannical with the money sometimes, even though they're using money to get love by controlling it, by over controlling it, they're losing that love. The other thing about the saver is that they are focused on the future. You know, they want to make sure that your future is safe and that's how they show you love. Hey, I got you in the future. I make sure that in the future you'll be safe. But because they don't do a good job of enjoying money in the here and now, they sometimes push people away and upset, especially a spender or an enthusiast. So the saver is very thoughtful about growing. That's the area of the money cycle they really want to work on is growing. And then they they could or not be good at earning. That's not really, the saver doesn't necessarily mean that they make a lot of money. They could be, they could work for minimum wage and still find a way to save because that is what they do. So that's the saver. And then that brings me to the blamer. The blamer leans on other people and that's kind of how they show you love. Like I'm showing you love because I'm leaning on you. Like I trust you to take care of me. They also show love in this very strange way of becoming a victim. It's almost like they're showing you, you should love me because it wasn't my fault. It just happened. It was nothing I could do about it. That's a blamer. They don't take control or responsibility for their own lives. Now, it can be cute and lovable at times, but after they've done that to you several times, you probably run out of patience. And so that's why blamers usually have people like completely fall in love with them, love them dearly in the beginning, and then drop to zero because of that victim mentality. Savers can have that same, you know, love drop because of the control that they try to take. But blamers have it because that love is usually pretty intense because blamers are very open and vulnerable and that vulnerability is attractive. And so they do get a lot of love from that vulnerability, but they can also lose it pretty quickly because they keep doing that. It's like they keep vomiting all over the person like oh my gosh this victimhood is just too much 
And so then people start to cut them off. And so blamers can go through periods where people will ghost them and just stop answering their calls when they see their names. They're like, oh, gosh, no, that's so and so. And they're probably going to ask me for something. So if you've noticed that people ghost you or they go away, it might be that you are a blamer. Now, these days, people are ghosting people for all different kind of reasons just because they don't like to confront. So that doesn't nece- that one piece doesn't necessarily mean that. I just want you to know that that is a characteristic that goes with a blamer is that they usually wear out their welcome. They'll still stay on your couch too long or stay at the party too long or they'll eat when they get there. They'll eat (laughs) halfway through and then they'll take a plate with them. That's a a blamer. They're, they're, They're very open to receiving. They are excellent receivers, which we can all learn to be excellent receivers because our programming is so off. Blamers are excellent receivers. Are you in medicine or healthcare? Afraid to start embracing wealth? Stop feeling guilty for your rates. It's okay. You can make a difference and make money. You can live the good life now. I've worked with Oprah, Les Brown, Damon Johns, and collected the data on what it feels like to have meaning and money. And I want to share that with you. I see so many healthcare professionals burn out because they want to make a difference and make money. Many of them get confused because they can't figure out how to do it without overworking themselves or feeling guilty when they raise their rates. This saddens me. And that's why I created Embracing Wealth Hypnotherapy Masterclass to give mission-driven healthcare professionals the tools they need to exceed without feeling burnout, guilty, or frustrated. The link is in the show notes. Register for our next session. And even if you don't know if you can make it, still register because we'll send you an email reminding you. And if you miss it, we'll send you the recording. It's so important that you be there. If you are one of those mission-driven healthcare professionals who wants to make a difference and make money, but you're just confused and you feel guilty, attend the Embracing Wealth Masterclass. It is the healthcare professional's guide to true wealth without guilt. I'll see you there. So now I want to talk to you about the enthusiast. The enthusiast is one of my favorite money mentalities, even though it's still not the the most healed money mentality, but enthusiasts know how to have a good time and enthusiasts will buy the bar. Enthusiasts make sure everybody has a good time. The enthusiast is the person that's going to be like, no, don't, don't leave. Let me buy you one more drink. Right. Or that you're going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go. I just, it's just not in my budget. And the enthusiast is going to say, no, I got you. No worries. I got you. Right. And it could be like a trip out of the country and they're going to try and make sure you can go if they want you there. And so the enthusiast shows love by making sure you have a good time. Now, that means that an enthusiast and a saver can mesh together really nicely because the saver is never going to focus on having a good time or enjoying life right now. However, the the saver is going to be irritated by the enthusiast and they're not going to know how to handle the enthusiast buying everybody. If they're a couple and the enthusiast is buying everybody drinks or dinner, then the saver is going to cringe. So they would definitely have to have a conversation about how that would need to look because it is 
an enthusiast idea of prosperity to be able to do that, to just, you know, spring it on everybody. It doesn't matter. It could be 10 people at the dinner and they're like, I got it. Give me the check. And they don't even want you to take the tip. Like they will pay for it all. It Nothing brings them more joy than to buy everybody's, you know, meal or whatever, just spoil the, the table. That is an enthusiast like dream. They also usually have these windfalls of money, like in a lot of times they have it and then they don't. They have it and then they don't. They don't have a lot of consistency with money. So although they do a good job in earning, they don't do a good job at protecting. So they lose it pretty quickly. But another way that an enthusiast gets love or an acceptance is that they always have these good ideas that you can invest in. And they show you love by, by bringing those good ideas to you. Like, oh, this can be great. Let me show you what this is. This is how much I love you. You can invest in this thing that I'm doing. And this is how they get approval by knowing these kinds of things, by being the investor smarty type and and having access to these things. And then also by being the person that took you to your next level financially. That is another dream of an enthusiast. They love that story. So that's your enthusiast. Hero. Hero is what I used to be, like I told you. So I have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for heroes. Heroes are, they're really good at earning. They're really good at growing. They're really close to being a president. They are okay at protecting, but that protection can go out the window when somebody needs to be saved. And when they go into rescue mode, that's when they lose their protection. All they want to do is make sure the other person is okay. Now, an enthusiast is going to make sure everybody has fun, enjoy, right? The, the hero is not looking at your wants. The hero is looking at your needs and making sure your needs are met. And that's how they get love. They make sure your needs are met. If you have a problem, call a hero. That's another way they get love is by solving problems. And they usually solve problems with their money. A hero is the person who's going to pay your mortgage if you've gotten behind or pay your car note or get that boot off your car. Any of those things that you would not necessarily want to go to somebody for, you could go to a hero for. And they they will make you feel bad. Don't get me wrong. It's, they're not like an enthusiast where they're excited about doing this. They're gonna be like, oh my goodness, again, like, come on, you gotta do better than this. Fine, here's the money. You know, they are gonna fuss a bit. You do, you will have to deal with that but they will give you the money as long as they're a hero. Now, when they're started to move out of the herohood or the heroism, they're going to stop giving you money. And if you are a blamer and you are attached to a hero, there's a great match. But when a hero is done, hero is done. And, and they will cut you off, but they won't ghost you. They will tell you and they're going to try and teach you a lesson. So heroes can be kind of long suffering and self-righteous is the word. They're like, they want to teach you a lesson all the time. So my advice to you heroes is to save yourself first, and then you can save others. Mm -hmm. So that I gave you that advice heroes, because that's the advice that I needed for myself. So that is your hero. Moving on to the artist. This is another one you might be slightly familiar with. You know, artists have this love-hate relationship with money. They secretly love money though. They secretly love it. They just don't want to talk about it. So 
they may like say, and when I say artists, I don't necessarily mean that they have to actually paint or draw or sculpt or, you know, build something like an architect is an artist, but, but architects are not usually artists in this, in the money sense, but anybody who creates is an artist, even a doctor can be an artist. And with an artist, what happens is the artist has this idea, right? Of what their service is going to cost. And then they give you that you'll say like, how much does it cost? And they're like, oh, we could talk about that later. And then they do the service or the thing. And then you, they give you the bill and it's like $10,000. And they're like, whoa, $10,000. I didn't know it was going to be this much. I didn't have this in mind. We didn't talk about this. And then like, okay, well, what can you pay me? Right. So it's like, why did they give you the $10,000 bill if it was just, what can you pay me? So they're going to end up acquiescing to whatever they think will make this conversation go away because they don't want money to get in the way of love. And that's how they show you love. Money will not get in the way of our love. We will do whatever it takes to find a middle ground on this money. Even if I have to take a loss, that's the artist. They just don't like to talk about it. They do love it. They would love to have it, but they also kind of like don't pay attention to it. So the artist could like own a million dollar property and, and it was, you know, gifted or inherited and they don't put any in effort or into it. And, you know, you find out later, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, this, oh I, I own that. I own, I own that building. Like what? You'll find out later that they own some like commercial property building. And it's like, what? You own that? And like, yeah. And they just were holding on to it and not doing anything with it. That is a characteristic of an artist. So that's all seven of the money mentalities. The president, the spender, the saver, the blamer, the enthusiast, the hero, the artist. Which one do you think you are? Well, you can find out for sure by taking the money mentality quiz. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and take the quiz. See, one of the things that let me make sure I explain this because I talked about the money cycle all the way through, but I probably didn't tell you what the money cycle was. And I want, I want to do that before we leave. So the money cycle is earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. And how you navigate the money cycle will determine your lifestyle and your money mentality. Let's face it, is your money reality. So even though you may not want to be a hero and save people all the time. You want to do something different. You'd like to be a president, but right now at this particular time, you are a hero. And unless you get guidance, understand your strengths, understand your challenges, understand where you are using money to get love. Unless you really get a clear understanding of that, you're probably going to keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. You're going to keep saving people expecting people to love you for doing it. And it's just not going to happen. They might, but they might not. And so it's going to happen 50, 50, you know, or 80, 20, or, you know, all I'm saying is it's going to happen sometimes, but it's not going to happen all the time. And I'm using the hero as my example, but this is true for all of the money mentality types. So no matter which one you are, if you're doing those things that I just described, you probably didn't know you were doing them to get love or acceptance, but Deep down inside, that is why you're doing it. So you don't have to, though. There is a way that you can shift. So the first thing is to take the money mentality quiz. 
Link is in the show notes. And then from there, I'm going to tell you how you can take our Embracing Wealth Masterclass. We have one coming up. It's probably coming up in the next few days. If you're listening to this, the last, I think this is like going to air like the last day of the year. And so I have one coming up the first of the year. Now, if you missed that one, don't worry. I'm going to do it again in January. But here is my suggestion to you. That link is going to be in the show notes as well. My advice to you is to go ahead and click the link and register. Even if you can't make it live, you can watch the recording. It's much more fun to see me live, but recording is cool too. I mean, think about it. You're listening to a recording every week with me and don't, are you having fun? Don't you always have fun? Yeah. So just imagine you're going to see me on video. Yeah. And some of you probably do already because you're, you're listening because you are a member of the Prosperity Club already. And if you're not a member, I will tell you at the end of the Embracing Wealth Masterclass how you can become one. Now, the reason why I do it this way is because I don't know that I want to ask you to marry me the moment I meet you, right? Or maybe you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you just haven't taken any action. So my suggestion or encouragement to you is to take some, take a step and you can do it by taking the free money mentality quiz and then joining the free embracing wealth masterclass. That's it. That's all. So this episode for me was important because I talk about money mentality a lot and I wasn't sure if I had broken each one down for you guys. I also wasn't sure if you understood just how important the money mentality quiz is and how easy it is to take and get just a little bit of awareness. And as you know, for those of you who have taken the control of the controllable, awareness is the first step. And awareness is so important. If you can just be aware, you can do all the other steps, but you've got to first be aware. And if you can just get a, become aware of how you're using money to get love and acceptance, you can shift it and then you'll start to embrace more wealth and more wealth. And you'll still be loved because you're being your true authentic self. Right now you're working off of your hurt, off of your money programming, off of your money history but I don't want you to work from there. I want you to work from your highest self, from your healed self. So that you're doing what's for your best and highest good and the best and highest good of others. Not what will get you love and accept it because the truth is it hardly ever does. So go ahead, take the money mentality quiz, heal your heart, get the real love that you're looking for. Start with taking the money mentality quiz. All right. So I will see you in the Embracing Wealth Masterclass soon. But what I'll say is make sure that you let me know what your money mentality is. Like I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram. So whichever one you're on most, just send me a message. You can DM me or you can reply to any of the posts that I put up there and just tell me what your money mentality is. And if you, if you've noticed some of these things that I just talked about today, so I can't wait to see you next week, next week, it'll be the new year. It'll be 2021 and we are going to have some fun. Yes. 2021 is a year of fun. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you, tell you 
continue to journey with you on how to make 2021 better than 2020. And yeah, embrace wealth, make a difference, make money and turn our money into meaning because this is the Money and Meaning podcast. So I want to get you there. I want to be there myself and I want us to stay there. How does that sound? Good. So just take a breath and let's journey together. I will see you next week. Be ready to take it to the next level financially. Have a prosperous week, my prosperos. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember, the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.